Welcome into Dragon Ball Super Dope. My name is Kyle. Thank you for checking this out. Time for our monthly manga review. Chapter 77 of Dragon Ball Super. Bardock, the father of Goku. Uh, GB had to call in sick today or whatever. I guess he had a family emergency that isn't necessarily dire, but he will now have to drive a very long distance. So he had to bail on recording tonight. Uh, I am joined by my friend Hayden from the Dokkan Wen podcast. Uh, Hayden, how you doing, dude? I'm doing pretty good today, honestly. Had a uh, very nice and fun, relaxing day. Really. Opposite of my day. <laughs> I'm I sorry just, to hear that. I had to start my day off by getting a goddamn COVID test. The nasal swabs made me feel not very good. Then I had to read this dog shit chapter afterwards. I can understand the COVID. There was one time for work, I had to take a COVID test like four days in a row because Oof. they were, yeah. I, I, I took it the one day, came back negative. The work was like, oh, you got to go take it again so we can make sure. I go take it. They reimbursed me every time. I go take it uh, to, you know, just to, just to be safe because, you know, yeah, four days in a row, I had to go get that stupid like six inch nasal swab. Nah, forget that, man. I'm going to a wedding on Friday, so they're uh, asking for proof of negative tests within like three previous days. So that's what I did this morning, and then I read this dog shit chapter. Uh, so I I was just telling Hayden before we hit record, I got this one review a long time ago. It's like, one star. First of all, one star on Apple Podcasts. What are you, a douche? Second of all, quit whining that was a review stop whining just enjoy it and i think about that comment every once in a while and i say to myself yeah maybe i am whining too much maybe i should just shut the fuck up and enjoy it but admittedly i think i do that a lot of the time like dragon ball super is not very good as a whole um cool to have it back i love it uh i love having a new dragon ball to talk about sure 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 but when it comes down to my whining it comes from a place of frustration, I guess I would probably say. Uh, it, it comes from a place of, you know, me wanting it to be better than it is. Uh, and it's especially frustrating when they seed an arc or the beginning of a story with so much hope and promise like they did with this Granola the Survivor arc. And then they get to the, what seems to be, you know, close to the end. We'll say like maybe the final third of the chapter, last arc. Uh, excuse me, the uh, the final act in the in the arc and it's shit in the bed again in my opinion i i have uh found myself to be very much in the minority today and that a lot of people genuinely loved the shit out of this chapter so let's just acknowledge right out front i'm in the minority and i'm about to probably i don't want to say bitch but i will say point out some inconsistencies in the writing of this shitty ass chapter that said is my preamble. Hayden, how did you feel as a whole about this chapter? Okay, as a whole of this chapter, as like I was telling a little bit, I'm kind of more if I I like it 80% of the way through. There are some like some things I disliked about it, and I was telling you prior of it. I'm sure we can, we'll get into it, but I kind I'm more towards I like this chapter. I don't love this chapter, but I do I did enjoy this chapter. Like I was reading it for the third time as we were getting ready for this, because I liked it. Yeah, and you were telling me, too, that Bardock's one of your favorite characters, so any kind of screen time that you get for him is uh, it's a win. Oh, absolutely. Second favorite behind uh, Future Gohan. I want. But yeah, Bardock's such a cool thing. I did like the, um, 
aside for the fact Dragon Ball has two canonical openings, anime-wise or whatever, I like Bardock as a whole. So I think a lot of people are kind of in the same camp. Like they like Bardock as a character. So the fact that he's in this chapter is exactly like Bardock could have came into this chapter and done this flashback and taken a fucking shit on a paper plate. And people would have been like, wow, this was so goddamn good. Oh my gosh. We love you, Bardock. Thanks for being the greatest Dragon Ball character ever. They're just happy to see him. But when it comes down to, uh, what this chapter was set up to be. This is kind of where my, fr my frustration for this chapter started last month when they were like, Bardock is the guy who saved us. And I was like, great, we're going to get a Bardock flashback this month. Or this was me saying it in the month of September. We mostly already knew what we were going to get for this October chapter. And there wasn't really too many things. Uh, I don't know. They didn't give us in the spoilers. Uh, here was like the big broad strokes of the chapter. Some of the finer details with like Alec and Muesli, and that's how you pronounce it. I looked it up, Muesli. Um, some of those finer details were like the things that I enjoyed about this chapter. I didn't completely hate it, but in terms of like the direction that this is the story, the, the story you needed to take, I don't think this was it. Um, one of the things that the spoilers gave us was the acknowledgement of uh, Manito telling this story back to Goku and Vegeta. And Goku being like, my dad, huh? I don't really know. I, I was raised on Earth. And Vegeta uh, confirming, like, Bardock is your dad. And I was like, yeah. I assumed uh, maybe that would have came up at a certain point in their conversation as friends or comrades on the battlefield over the last 20 years. Apparently not. Goku didn't, couldn't give any less of a shit. But what Vegeta then follows up with is, apparently your soft-hearted nature uh, runs in your family and uh yeah man it apparently made everybody feel like i felt last month like they're taking a dump on the character of goku and denigrating what he is and how he was supposed to have uh descended from a savage you know saiyan family and now he's a good-hearted saiyan from earth because he bumped his head like kind of undercutting the the uniqueness of goku um, did you, did you, do you follow any of that part of the Dragon Ball Twitter? I do not, but I was, I do kind of, I was kind of getting the feel. I heard you say about, you didn't like that aspect of Bardock. You know, I think if you discuss it in our thing about how Bardock was kind of taking away the good of Goku, the uniqueness of him. And I, I was going into this chapter after this conversation, like, there's no way I'm not going to admit the Kyle's right. No, I don't want to No. Then I read the chapter. Shit. Yeah, no, I pretty much called, uh, not everything, but I called a lot of the big broad strokes of what would happen in this chapter last month. And then again, when we talked, me and GB guested on Dokkan Wen. There's a link in the show notes if you want to hear that. If you play Dokkan Battle or not, it's still a pretty good episode. Uh, go take a listen to it. But when we guested there, I, that, I think that's when I talked about a little bit more about how this kind of undercuts uh, what Goku is as a main character. Like, we love him yeah. because he isn't what everyone thought that he was supposed to be. Vegeta shows up to Earth and he's like, what do you mean you don't remember your mission? What do you mean you're a low-class warrior? You can't fight with me. And Goku consistently overcomes those... Um, what's the right word? Consistently overcomes those stereotypes, I guess, that were kind of placed upon him because of his, um, you know, his status or where he originated from. And just like 
the overall general nature of the Saiyans. Like he he transcends all that shit, and that's what makes Goku cool. That's why we root for him. Especially yeah. once we realize he's like a space alien, he turns into a monkey and shit, you know? Yeah, that cause that was honestly kind of a a, dis- a disappointment. I was actually went back to kind of watch some of the episode of Bardock special, the original one. And that one had more of the battle hardened that I thought of the badass, not as kind. And I like that as the better father for Goku. This Bardock, I do like Bardock either way, but the fact is that the niceness does take away from the uniqueness. If it was more, if it was more of Gine that had the niceness to it, I would have made a little bit more sense, made some sense because the kindness of what Saiyans can be if they aren't a battle fighter, but a battle fighter, a fighter, with <laughs> battle fighter, <laughs> cool. It sounds like an old PlayStation game. That sounds like a cool fucking band name. Truly. <laughs> but I think Gine was kind of my concession in Goku being a soft-hearted Saiyan for a long time. Like, once you learn who Gine is and that she's like, a, a, it's like, oh my god, Goku has a mom. Oh my god, she seems to not be a complete asshole like Bardock was held out to be in the uh, Bardock episode, the special. Yeah. So it's like, okay, the idea of Bardock, or the idea of Goku being maybe inherently more kind-hearted because he had a soft-hearted mother and somehow that trickled in through his genetics that's my concession okay okay i can see that but now bardock's a good fucking guy too like i I just but the fact that vegeta points it out so clearly like what i was yelling last month what it's just genetics now apparently it's just He, he comes out and says it now in the translation from the scans over the week the word apparently is in there the official translation from caleb cook at viz today does not have the word apparently in there. I think it just says uh, soft-hearted nature runs in the... Your soft-hearted nature runs in your family, that's for sure. So the word apparently was doing a lot of work for people on Twitter this week, saying, like, just because he says apparently doesn't mean that that's the case. Like, we don't know. Vegeta doesn't know Bardock. I'd actually contest that a little bit as well. Not only does Vegeta go on to share Bardock's name with Goku in the chapter, but little kid Vegeta kicked it with little kid Raditz. Little Kid Raditz, by the way, best cameo of the chapter outside his dad's house playing with like a bug or a crab looking thing or something. It's cool. Um, yeah. Anyway, Vegeta knows enough about Bardock to and that's that's one thing that I think is kind of weird. Like it's it's never been brought up to him like Vegeta, like Prince of the Saiyans, like recruiting people for Saiyan Pride Week and shit like that. He never was like, hey, Kakarot. Remember that time we spent a couple years in the hyperbolic time chamber together yeah you want to learn about your dad what the fuck do they talk about for two years apparently not each other's dads ever not once super saiyans my son can beat your son yeah probably vegeta does kind of <laughs> suck in that way too i guess that, that was just, just a, like oh just... sorry i didn't think you wondered about it i didn't care enough to bring it up it's gonna be a random thing but uh have you ever heard of the show the amazing world of gumball I know that I've watched it, but I don't really know it. It's, I know that it's on there, Cartoon Network. I know what the art looks like, but... There is an episode of The Amazing World of Gumball that I made that joke that now pop in my head of all the main people have their mothers going as, my mother's the best. My mother's the best. And they haven't gone through all sorts of stupid trials for an entire day. I'm now imagining Goku and Vegeta. Hey, Kakarot, my son's better than your son. No way, Vegeta. And they just send them down stupid quests for an entire day. I, I mean, that. I could see that just as easily going the other way where they're like, my dad can beat up your dad. My dad was a king. Well, my dad led like Saiyan strike teams to go exterminate planets. What'd your dad do? Just wore a purple cape and got 
fucking kicked in the head by Frieza and shit. I don't know. I could see it going either way. So the apparently Vegeta soft-hearted bullshit quote this week. I thought it was a fun way to to go into this chapter. Like people already disagreeing about stupid translations from like a fan translation or whatever. Dragon Ball Twitter is so fun. Uh, two. All right. So I don't really want to run down like uh, a specific sequence of events because honestly, if you're if you're imagine if you're listening to this podcast, you probably read the chapter. And uh, if you have not read the chapter, the way in which we'll talk about all this stuff, you'll you'll get it for for from like context, I guess. But I don't want to run down shit linearly because it's not very interesting in my opinion. So we're doing these big broad stroke topics this week. Topic number two, Mo Naito. What a dickhead friend, man. If I had a friend like Manito for 40 goddamn years, <laughs> I'd have kicked him out the fucking window. What do, what do you think about Manito? Honestly, I, I truly, it pissed me off. One of the things I'll say that I did not like about this chapter was literally later on in the chapter, he's once he finally tells Granola everything that happened, you were saved by a Saiyan. Your mother wasn't killed by a Saiyan. You were saved by a Saiyan. Why didn't you tell me? I don't know. That's pretty much that, that, that's what pissed me off. I was like, Manito, dude, you could have just got drunk one night and at least said something, but no. Of all the that did piss me off is this one. It's just a plot advancement that shouldn't have happened, and it pissed me off. The actual quote is, "Yep, sorry for keeping that from you. <laughs> no further explanation needed." Okay, thanks for not telling me why you never told me this very important thing about my life. Like it's twofold too. Like not only did he not tell, like that was the question last month. It's like why did Benito not tell him that uh, he was saved by a Saiyan? especially given how much of a hate hard on he's had for Saiyans over the last 40 years. It's not like some guy you see like once a year or like bump into on your planet every once in a while. This dude lived in your fucking house and you've just let him stew for 40 years trying to get his revenge on a, on a race that you previously until like a couple of days ago thought did not exist anymore. So you just letting him be stewing at a race that you thought was extinct for 40 years for what? Why? Why would you do that? That's not a good friend. And then we learned this month that he watched his mother get fucking murdered by Alec, the dude who has since gone on to employ Granola and his strength to do like bounty hunt missions and shit like that. He lets Granola work for Alec despite the fact that he watched Alec murder his fucking mom. What? Yeah. The fuck kind of friend is that? And I guess I'll tack on to that thought slash question. What the fuck kind of chapter is this? Uh, it's. I'm going to say it's somebody who doesn't know a lot about plot advancement and thought this was the right way. That really does tick me off that I get like thought crossed my mind is um, the only reason he didn't say anything was it, there's nothing for him to hate so he can hate it as much as he wants. But then whenever he found out that the Saiyans were, you know, there, he should have said it right then and there, as opposed to in the middle of battle. You know, he's taking, Granola's taking on the gods of Saiyans, and then he's like, oh, Granola, hold the phone. That, yeah. That, yeah. Actually, these Saiyan dudes say aren't he's the so worst bad. Namekian? Say he's the worst Namekian. He's definitely the worst Namekian on planet fucking Serial. Not a very high bar to set. I guess uh, he coincidentally is also the best Namekian, like by default. So the dead ones are the better ones. They at least helped in some way. 
Yeah, my favorite Namekian is that big fat dead one who fucking passed on the powers of one for all to Namito, so that way he Manito, so that way he could have the power of the Dragon Ball still, or however the fuck that worked. I found did it you, funny. Did you think anything of how? I mean, we saw it in the chapter, like the Frieza army, uh, Frieza soldiers, like rounding up all these Namekians and then blasting them to death, and we saw the big, uh, big fat. I'll say it, big fat. Namekian hold out the two little tiny Dragon Balls and be like, these are yours now. Don't fuck up, Manito. Get away from here. Did you think anything of that awkward exchange of Dragon Ball power slash activity? <laughs> I didn't like there was I, I didn't like it because the lack of context. I say context, a lack of information to it. So I did I didn't like that part. I laughed at much he looked like Super Kami, uh, the elder Kai, the elder guru from Planet Namek. I laughed 100%. for a solid few minutes in that in class, looking crazy while I was laughing, but still. Hey man, I, Super Connie Guru been... shout outs are always appreciated. <laughs> but I didn't, if they, at first I thought he was the guardian the entire time, not somebody else was above him. So it's basically just, you, he's been played off as the guardian. Someone knew, here's the guardian before me. You don't know anything about him, don't know his name. You're the guardian now. I did not like that part. Yeah. And here's the thing, like, there's so many, well, not so many, there, there is um, the instances in which we've seen the power of God change hands, it's, like, kind of convoluted, and there we, I don't think we've ever seen, like, specific powers around it, but I'm almost positive that they don't work, like, take these two Dragon Balls that I happen to have on my person, and now that I die, I've transferred them over to you. I'm pretty sure that's not how it works. In the case of Guru, he dies. The Namekian Dragon Balls turn to stone. They get wished back to Earth, I believe. Dende makes a new set of Dragon Balls and with like a, a less restrictions on the rules, I believe is how that one goes. For that was for Kami. For the actual elder for the actual elder Kai, what he did was they were wished back. Like he was brought back to life for a very short time and then he like they put his hand on um oh, what's the name of that Namekian? Dende. Not, not Dende, the one who's actually held the now is a guardian of the Purunga Dragon Balls. Oh yeah, I don't know that fucking dude's name. I don't. He, he basically just touched him here, power, and then <laughs> transferred it to him. Okay, so I mean, I guess that could be it. I maybe I think it's just more of like the physical contact. Like it's not even like it's like an um. This is gonna be a random thing. I do a lot of, but some Steven Universe, they had a thing called fusion and they where they dance and then they fuse. And that's yep. just more of a semantic. They can literally just fuse at any point. I think that him touching it and passing it on like that was more of just for show. And it's just the immediate contact of if they touch contact and he's wanting to pass the power on, then it would immediately power, the power would transfer. That's the only thing I could surmise that makes sense. It's the equivalent of eating a piece of All Might's hair. Yes. Eat this. Yeah, that's exactly what I thought. Although it's like uh, in the, the first movie, I think, or the second movie, I forget. Whichever one that he like temporarily fucking touches it to Bakugo with like the blood in his fingers. I'm like, oh shit, he's passing on the power, dude. Cool, cool, dude. cool. But like yeah. it was very, you know, short term shit. Either way, the way in which you just described it, I'm actually very fine with how he, he gets the powers of the dragon or the powers of the Kami of that earth or, or that planet or, or whatever. Touch my Jesus. balls, you'll get my power. Yeah, I'm fine with that headcanon, dude. That makes more sense. <laughs> um, however, it doesn't absolve the dude of being a shitty-ass friend. Oh, no. 
and just like I, I don't know I felt like I felt like I was getting trolled at certain points by Toyotaro during this uh, chapter I, one of them is the Manito line like yep sorry I kept that from you no further explanation needed at all and I'm just like fuck you Toyotaro you know that I was wondering about that and he's not just not going to explain it and then there was two from Bardock one of them is when he first brings Granola and Muesli back to Manito and they like ask for refuge to stay there or whatever. He's like, why did you save them? And I'm wondering the same goddamn thing because 30 seconds ago, Bardock was great ape form, fucking up the entire goddamn planet and trying to exterminate all life on it. The moon gets blown up, which by the way, that whole sequence where they blew up the moon and like the Cerulean's versus the Saiyans, that was probably the coolest fucking part about this chapter. I wish yeah. they'd done more of that, but they were real quick to ditch it, have Bardock just see a baby, get reminded of his new baby, even though he already had a baby before, but now he's got two babies, so he doesn't want to fuck up the second baby like he did with Raditz, I guess. I don't know. That part, I I, I sent you a joke on Instagram maybe a, two weeks ago about a fake panel of Granola being said he's Bardock's son. Yep. And that thought was going through my mind. I read that little panel on the bottom right left that said, of course you'd miss your child's birth. And my thought, it had nothing else with it. My brain immediately thought that Granola was his half-son. And that was, um, what's her name, Moosley saying it to Bardock. I was like, no way. Granola cannot be half-saying. No. That's, that's actually a pretty good point. I don't think I realized that, that that quote happened on a page flip. That's a good point. I, I wonder if that's another instance of dude trolling us. I saw it. That's literally my first thought was, holy fuck, no. I can't know. I don't know. No. Kyle cannot be. No. Well, I mean, I imagine. I imagine. I've seen so many stupid people Bardic. this week. Yeah, just he bardicked down before he, he he traveled 10 years back in the past after he met her to bardick her down so that way he'd be Grunola's dad. And That's actually not a theory that I saw, but like it's actually not entirely too far off from some of the stupidity I've witnessed this week. Uh, but yeah, now that you point that one out, that's the second troll. I'm getting troll Yataroed <laughs> moments. The third one comes from, yeah, he rescues Manito. Excuse me. He rescues Muesli and Granola brings them back to Manito. And he's like, why'd you do that? And I'm like, yeah, why did you do that? He's like, I just felt like it. Okay. And I'm like, what the fuck? That's not a reason. What do you mean? No. It felt like it. Okay. Like you couldn't even attempt to articulate the fact that like, I got a kid. I can't kill a kid. You couldn't, that would, if you'd done that, if they'd said just that, those two stupid, dumb sentences, even though it still contributes to the idea of Bardock being a more soft hearted guy or whatever, I would have accepted that over. I don't know. I felt like it. Okay. Like, I think one thing they actually did do to Bardock in this chapter, probably unintentionally, I don't know, maybe it's just to try to draw other parallels to Goku, is he's fucking dumb. Bardock's dumb as fuck. That was the best way that he could articulate it, probably. I don't know, I feel like it, okay? And then later on, when they have the flashback with Gine, he's like, looking at it like he's fucking never seen a baby before, and Gine's like, dude, you've seen a baby before? He's like, yeah, I have seen a baby before. What do you want to name the baby? Pick a good name. Carrot. <laughs> like, Bardock is fucking stupid. Alright, I don't think they intentionally did that in this chapter. I don't think they sought out to do that. But they did. Alright? That's my third Trulliataro moment. And then the fourth one comes in the second flashback 
when he like the kid i don't know i think he knocks the kid out he's hiding from the heat is after he overhears the plan and he's like oh what's gotten into me like he literally thinks to himself why am i doing this what's gotten into me and i'm like yeah i know what seriously what has gone into you this makes zero sense for how you were acting like a fucking hour ago yeah troll yataro yeah, I did pick up on that. Like you of of the uh, at least that aspect. I think the second time I had read it, that Bardock was literally one of the ones helping destroy the planet. I did think it was cool that he saw Granola and isn't it Moosley? Is that her name? Uh, yeah. So uh, I actually took a screenshot because of course there's some kind of pun uh, going on with her name, right? So it's Muse, like Muse. Jason okay. Muse, okay. Muse uh, muesli is a cold oatmeal dish based on rolled oats and ingredients such as grain, nuts, seeds, and fresher dried fruits. Muesli. Yep. Wow. Can't be Dragon Ball without something. And I was actually thinking about the name of Bardock naming Goku. What if he stuttered when he came up with the name? He's going to say his name is just Karat, and he said Karat. <laughs> Karat. Yeah, that that was the day that Bardock suddenly developed a conscience and a stuttering problem, and yeah. Goku's been paying the price ever since. I did. That's another thing I didn't like is he literally just did a full like one eighty, considering he just killed who knows how many. Sees this one and is like, yeah, why not? I'm not gonna. I, yeah. that, kid or not, I didn't. That that was one I did not like. It did did Bardock think, the entirety of what had just happened? Did Bardock think that Granola was the only fucking kid on the planet? Maybe. Did, does Bardock think that he didn't already just murder a bunch of fucking kids, probably? Like, I know that they say that there's not many people that live on the planet, and that made it much easier for them to take it over and all that, but, like, is the one little kid? I don't, I don't think that is the case, and if that is the case, if that is not the case, that means Bardock has already previously killed little kids, again, about 30 seconds ago, with his giant fucking ape feet. Yeah. It could be like one of those things. I can't remember what it was, but a child is born once like every 400 years or something like that. Do they say something like that with the Cerulean's? No, no, no. I can't. um, It's not this. I can't remember what it was. I remember seeing something a while back at some anime that had a child is born every 400 years. So that one is the the only one. And that one helps basically repopulate everything. That's not the Cerulean. Oh, is that like the setup for a harem uh, anime? So that way the the main character can like spread his dick around? I mean, his seed is seed. Probably. Makes sense. It was either that or um, a Seth MacFarlane show where they're in space. Like they're all like a ripoff of Star Trek. Oh, yeah. The Orville, right? Yeah, something like that. It's one of those two things. That's way off topic. A thought just crossed my mind. I'm sorry. Nah, man, welcome to Super Dope. The shit like ha- shit like that happens to me all the time. So those trolling moments bring us to that second flashback. So the first flashback, uh, Bardock, the moon gets destroyed. Bardock's no longer a giant ape. He sees a kid running. He chases the kid, gets to his mother. Okay, he saves them. Great. Uh, the second flashback is them already at, um, like they've already kind of reconvened with Manito. And they're close by to the heaters, and they hear the heaters' plan that they basically plan to uh, sell the planet for a much like. I guess this actually kind of brings me to. I, I want to talk about the cloak scene and how it's fucking stupid, but um, the heaters' role is more explicitly explained 
And it's something that I've sort of wondered about. And I've been like, isn't this what Frieza was doing? Like Frieza was based off of, uh, you know, real estate moguls in the, in Japan, like in the 1990s and all these people who were amassing all of this property and power. Um, that's what Toriyama kind of had in mind when he made a character like Frieza, not in terms of the visuals, obviously, but you know, in terms of like the, the mindset, uh, and what the character did. So it's always been my understanding that Frieza had the Frieza force or the Frieza army, however you want to phrase it to go and exterminate these planets for him. And then he and his family, uh, would like sell them and make a bunch of fucking money. Apparently that's not the case. Apparently, mm. they just have all the power with the army, and they've got some middlemen brokers who are the heaters, who uh, not only jip Frieza on his cut by like overselling things to they they plan to sell to the Ceruleans for however many pole P O L I think is what hundred million for that, and they're going to give a tenth to the Frieza force, which you'd think he'd be smarter than that. I mean, here's here's actually kind of why I bring it up. Like, I, I hate that they've taken a dump all over Goku by bringing Bardock into the way they have. They're bringing Bardock in the way they have and showing him act the way he does. It just makes Goku feel less unique. But I also kind of have, like, a, a bit of a, I don't know, a beef with how they've treated Frieza through little things like this. I, I'm, I'm firmly of the mind that I don't think we're going to see Frieza in this arc. We might not see him at all, which I think is fine. But he served his purpose. You can leave him out of it at this point. And this little detail today of like Frieza doesn't even broker his own deals. I'm like, the fuck's Frieza do then? Just be big, strong, badass with the biggest, uh, you know, battle power in the galaxy. So everyone has to bow down to him. Like, is that what he's been reduced to? Cause that kind of undercuts in my opinion, like the brains and the savvy and the charisma that he's got. It's like, Oh, he just has that by happenstance. It's not cause he's like a salesman and like really smart and a good leader. I don't know. The heaters doing this shit kind of bummed me out. Do you feel any type of way about it or what? Oh yeah, that was something like um, like I said, I truly thought at least if not Frieza that um, well, I can't remember the name of the older lady that was in the Dragon Ball Super movie, like his right hand attendant. I thought yeah, it'd be like her crew would blue. go. Yeah, like I thought it'd be them that would go do the brokering, if not Frieza himself. So the fact that he sent people out, I did think that maybe I missed something in prior weeks, but I did like that little connection of. And I could have I could have absolutely missed it. I didn't realize that the heaters were directly connected to Frieza in that sense. I thought mm. they just knew of him and wanted him gone. So I like that connection. It could like be just missing over. I like that connection of them actually working for Frieza. I did not like the fact at first it seemed like they were just going to buy Frieza. The way it had played off to be is we're going to get enough money, we're going to buy the Frieza force and kill Frieza. But yeah, so I kind of remember when they first started coming around as characters, like I, I talked about the fact that they used um, the one of the big baddies from the moral arc, OG73, that robot that they subsequently cloned. And, mm -hmm. you know, they have Granola come in and fucking wharf his ass like an army of them and like the first chapter of this arc. But I remember learning about the Hedas and being like, oh, that's interesting. They use intelligence and like tactics like that over brute force like frieza they have wealth so they're willing to utilize that kind of stuff maybe that's why you know they could never step to frieza in like a physical confrontation but they've been having to work for a long time to try to be able to put themselves in a position to overthrow him 40 years i mean it's kind of a long fucking plan for revenge <laughs> but it's neither here nor there what they did today though was 
I don't know. It, they kind of accentuated what I just said. Like, 40 years is a long time for revenge. Like, I don't know. They they say this plan out loud about how they want to overthrow Frieza and how they're not meant to serve that stupid space lizard or whatever the fuck they call him. And Bardock, they hear the whole thing. Bardock, Manito, they hear they overhear the whole thing. So now Bardock's aware that there's going to be Shit, dude. I hate that I just stopped to point this out. Bardock's now aware that there's going to be like uh, an attempted uprising against Frieza, at least in terms of the heaters. They have aspirations yeah. to overthrow him because he's a shit bum, right? And then like the next day, he's like, fuck it. I'm going to uprise and overthrow Frieza too. Fuck all this. Like, it's not coming from a place of passion or me being a good guy. It's actually because I heard these people back here were talking about it. So I figured I'd get a jump start. Um, but he's close enough to hear it with any, that's mostly a joke. What I just said, don't take it seriously. Um, but he isn't with, uh, he is within earshot, right? So he's got his scouter on. I'm just saying like the idea of scouters being able to be like, uh, an eavesdropping device for Frieza at all times. That was a, like a pretty prominent plot point in the Namek arc to like learn how the Dragon Balls worked, wasn't it? Or where the Dragon Balls were. I for, Actually, I should know this pretty prominent plot point, I guess. Huh? What a dick. Anyway, my <laughs> point is, we know that they have those capabilities. That's kind of an afterthought here, though. I guess Freeze is not checking in on the comms uh, yeah. to hear about this Hedas plan. Um, the cloak scene, though. Oh, that's pretty much it. The cloak scene was cool. Why? It looked made Bardock look like an the absolute badass that he was in his olden days. That was really... That was such a cool still shot, honestly. Like, I want to. I'm actually going to get that and probably put it as a background on my computer. That was a badass shot. I don't know why it was just so badass. Follow up question. Yo. Did the badass cloak serve its purpose? Yeah. <laughs> well, he looked badass. There's two so, answers. Yes. There's two answers to that question. Your answer, yes, because he looked badass. And no, because once Alec comes no. up behind him, like, the idea is, he's like, Manito, give me your cloak. They're aware that we're here. I'm going to try to save this situation right here. Give me your cloak so they don't know who I am, I guess. Yeah. Do you think Alec would have recognized Bardock by sight if he had seen his face? I don't know that he would have. I know that some lower level Saiyan called Bardock Sir earlier in the chapter. So maybe Bardock's a person of note and frees his army. But I'm willing to bet if he does had like come up on Bardock and he turned around and he's like, what's up? He'd have been like, who the fuck are you got? Uh, I don't know. He puts the cloak on anyway to like cloak. <laughs> Pun fully intended his identity. And, and Alec comes up on him. He's like, hey, you want to freeze his guys, right? Doesn't even have to turn around. He's just like, I, I see the cloak and uh, you must want to freeze his guys, right? It's cool. a Superman effect. It's not even the Superman effect, dude. <laughs> he's like, I don't want to be recognized as one of Freeze's guys. Let me put this cloak on. And then somebody walks up to him and goes, hey, you want to freeze his guys, right? <laughs> It was so stupid. Yeah, I will admit to that. It looks cool, but... But it it did look cool as hell. The shot of him with the cloak on looked dope as fuck, and I bet you within the next fucking 10 years, there will be like an SH figure arts figure that comes out that's like Bardock Dragon Ball Super with his cloak (laughs) accessory, and I'm gonna have to buy it because it's gonna look so fucking cool. And And that's why Bardock got the cloak, dude. Yeah. You don't know Doken, but there's a thing in there that allows characters to change the clothes they wear mid-battle. We're going to get a base Bardock, 
to Jim just putting on the cloak, and that's all it is. I want this now. You're welcome. That's your next unit talk or whatever. Unit yeah! talk sounds like you guys sit around and talk about dicks. Unit meaning Dokkan cards. Yes, that How's too. <laughs> good one dude Kyle everybody yeah that was good truly the cloak I did not like aside for the looks of it it didn't serve any purpose literally the first thought I thought of was Superman he put on the glasses but couldn't be seen and that I don't understand but he was seen immediately I mean he yeah. wasn't anybody of note anyway this is all just a precursor to what's going to be next month's chapter which in case this flashback in case them setting up a flashback chapter where we pretty much know what's going to happen the month previous in case having that chapter this month wasn't enough for you we're going to get more of the flashback next month in the form yeah. of gas versus bardock now i'm actually kind of on the fence about this i like the idea of seeing gas and bardock fight i imagine it'll be i hope it'll be an entertaining fight Action sequences in this arc have been really, really, really well done. Storytelling mm -hmm. started off going really well, and now it's kind of getting to a point where they're like, hey, isn't this cool? Cool, right? Don't get mad when the story don't make sense, though. Ignore these panels of us acknowledging the problem of our own shitty writing. Like, they, they think that, like, acknowledgement is absolvement. I don't think... Absolvement? Is that the word? I think it is now. Absolve this motherfucking shitty writing. That's my point. Yeah. <sighs> anyway, Gas versus Bardock next month. I'm excited. Yeah, but here's the thing. How do you think it's gonna go, Hayden? Who do you think is gonna win? Bardock. Bardock always. Bardock. Do you, do you think that Gas is gonna die? Maybe. No, because he's still alive in the fucking future. Hey, we they just, could have already found the Dragon Balls and wished him back. Maybe, except they just learned about the Dragon Balls a couple of chapters ago, so I don't think that's the case either. Different Dragon Balls. Different Dragon Balls. Maybe, but I'm pretty sure that they didn't have any idea about these crazy wish orbs. It doesn't matter. My point is... I'm being stupid. Story of my life. The point is, I think that Gas versus Bardock could be a very cool thing if it's done quickly like a few pages worth that's all we really need just to know that bardock fucking humiliates gas and have gases quote unquote revenge more on that in a moment but have it tie into that a little bit more fluidly but i just know that a big chunk of this chapter next month is just gonna be big splash pages of these two fighting across a planet beating the crap out of each other and then bardock ultimately humiliating the shit out of gas so much to the point that he carries a grudge against saiyans in this planet apparently for the next 40 fucking years how do i know that because they tell me that at the fucking last page again this month last month's page manito hey bardock's your dad dude great that means we're gonna get a flashback of that next month this month's shit hey bardock kicked the shit out of me dog so now I'm going to have to see it play out in all of its fucking bombastic action-packed glory, hopefully, best case scenario, next month, but I already know the predetermined outcome. But they're going to stretch it into an entire chapter probably when they don't need to. I will not such suffer such an indignity ever again is what he says. So, What, yeah. what did Bardock do? Teabag you after he knocked you out in front of all your homies? Like, what the fuck, man? An indignity. Yeah. And here's my other beef with this fucking problem, dude. 
Oh, okay. So you've you've thought about this day every day for like the last 40 years or whatever. That's cool. Um, question. How did Goku and Vegeta become aware of granola in the first place? Wasn't it because the Hida gang became aware of two Saiyans that may have potentially had ties to Frieza that they could all kind of turn each other against them? So they sent Maki and Oil out to Earth to go get them to quote unquote fight the big bad guy granola and brought him to this planet in the fucking first place. Do you mean to tell me that the Hida gang lured Vegeta and Goku to planet cereal and gas has yet to see what Goku looks like? Cause what do you think is going to happen when, when, when gas sees Goku, he's going to be like, that's the guy who whooped my ass 40 years ago that I've thought about every single day for no inexplicable reason other than it was an ass whooping. Yeah. I the story they, makes zero fucking sense. I, I kind of appreciate them trying to tie some old shit in, but they've done it in such a way where they just shit on old or they shit on better previously established stuff. Yeah. As I've been thinking about it, that whole little aspect of the gassed versus soon to be gas, say soon, next month's gassed versus Bardock. I'm really liking the idea of Goku fighting gassed later on. Because as he's going to be fighting it, they're going to have these similarities that Gas will be having flashbacks fighting. <laughs> this is going to be terrible, dude. I I personally think it. My no, opinion, you just call you just call the end of the arc. Not only is this not going to oh. be an opportunity for Granola or Vegeta to get the win against people who fucking murdered their planet and murdered their mother and shit, it's going to be Goku's dumb fucking luck to get paired up with the big bad at the end. Because Granola's already been sacrificed or whatever, Vegeta's yeah. on the goddamn sideline. And it'll be the villain, Gas, and like his ultimate final, I used a wish on the Dragon Balls or fused with something form, whatever it ends up being. And they're going to have that just so that way they can have those Bardock little tie-ins and be like, oh, I'm getting my ass whooped again by a guy who looks like the same guy who whooped my ass 40 years ago, who I lured to this planet less than a fucking week ago, but I apparently forgot what he looked like. Yeah. I, mm, oh. As I've been thinking about, I actually do want to have my little thoughts on the end of the chapter. If I could take a jet, if I could take a shot. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. Did I cut you off again? <laughs> no, I'm sorry if I'm making you so angry, Kyle. What's it's my not intention? you. Trust me, I, Hayden, I don't. I don't know you well enough to let you affect me this deeply. Goku, on the other hand, I've been running with that <laughs> motherfucker for most of the last 25 years. I have awoken something, but anyway. <laughs> It's not you, Hayden. It's chapter 77, Bardock the Father of Goku, motherfucker. I know, no, I, I know that. All I right, just give me, you give, me your, stick. give me your thoughts so that I can breathe before I have a heart attack and die. Okay. It is not going, my personal thoughts as I've thought about it, it is not going to be Goku Vegeta getting the win. It will be Granola doing the overall killing, but he's going to have himself die in the aspect of it. I think what he's going to do is actually. Uh, Monaido is not going to die. That's something that was said prior. I think Granola is going to wish them all dead. Like, wish them all out of there. That way, there's no sort of problem. It's just a thought I've had because Granola is kind of being built up as that um, last standing hero will do anything to save everybody. So he'll be basically, I'm the strongest thing. They can't beat me. And they're also wished to be as strong as me, which is what I'm assuming their wish is going to be. So there's only one way to do this Dragon. Kill us all. Hey, Vegeta, I'm sorry for everything I've harbored towards you and your family. And Goku, I'll tell your father, I'll tell your father about you in the after. Tell you about your father. Tell your father about you in the after. 
Pretty wild theory, dude. Hmm. I, I played I played Dogen. <laughs> That's the best I got for you. <laughs> <laughs> so Benito has had, I guess, two fuck ups, right? Yeah. Um, a couple of chapters back, when he realizes that Granola made the wish for this power and you know subjecting his last 150 years worth of his life to three years, he says, "I've failed you again." And I've been thinking to myself for a few months, the fuck did that mean? When did you fail him previously? This month, we got the answer to that mm. and him being like the bystander of watching his mom Muesli get murdered. So, and, and then you factor in the third thing of him being a shitty roommate not mentioned in this shit for 40 years. So I imagine Minaito is going to have to be put in some kind of uh, like redemption seeking mode. So at the end of this chapter, when... They're having the end of this flashback. We see gas, and he you, he says the quote that you mentioned. Alec pulls out one of the Dragon Balls and says it's always useful to have insurance, basically equating to the fact that they're going to go get the second Dragon Ball, and they're going to make a wish to have their strongest fighter. I assume their strongest fighter in gas become the strongest in the universe or whatever, and instead of granola. So I can very easily envision a, a situation where they summon the dragon, they realize it, and Manito, before the wish is able to be granted, offs himself, kills himself, sacrifices himself somehow, so that the dragon balls are inactive, and they are unable to, uh, you know, make that wish to make gas basically immortal. Um, and then Granola, um, whatever feeling super bummed about his adoptive dad sacrificing himself will be like all right now i know the saiyans aren't terrible people they've saved me once before now manito saved us i have to work with the saiyans in the honor of manito and defeat the heat gang and that, that i feel like that'll be granola's inciting incident to to join inciting incidents maybe not the right word but his catalyst maybe to be able to get him to team up with goku and vegeta we all know he's a ticking time bomb, though. He's going to burn through that power. Yeah. He was ready to burn through the end of it, I think, last month versus Vegeta and said, fuck it. You know, I don't care. I'll waste all of this power and, and see you in hell. So we know that that's, that's the case for him. Like, he's a ticking time bomb in terms of how long he's got left. He's going to burn through that power. Uh, and then it could just be the Goku and Vegeta show at the end of this arc again, in which case we get some cool Bardock flashbacks like you just uh, made me think about a few minutes ago. I'm still thinking about it, and I'm actually really mad because it's so fucking likely that they do exactly what we just said. So that's how I feel about Gas's revenge. Oh, I mean, do you have... I, I wanted to see if you had any specifics on what the Dragon Ball wish could be from the heat is. If they were to get it, I imagine I'm just popping an immortality as like a catch-all. I on uh, immortality is something that did cross my mind, but I don't think at least this dragon I don't think could give immortality because if you some, wish for something like Granola wished to be the strongest thing in the universe, a very powerful wish had a very big repercussion. So I feel like if they wished for immortality, you'd be had immortality, but you'd be reduced to a power level of like five. I do okay. not think I do not think the um unless they do like two wishes, I don't remember the recharge time on the Dragon Balls these two dual ones it doesn't they, seem like there's much re like i don't know if they spent any time inactive if i'm being honest so which unless kind of cool unless they did something like i wish to be the strongest okay wait a day i wish to be immortal i feel like it would counterbalance each other i wish to be immortal and then i wish to be the strongest to counterbalance but i don't think it'd be the immortal because of the repercussions it would be 
giving away every ounce of strength you have to live forever, or because in granola sense, give away every ounce of life to be the strongest step. Yeah. Yeah. So, so I, maybe, maybe that could be it. I honestly don't think the wish will even come into play. I think this Manito killing himself thing is almost a certainty because he's been so much of a shithead. There's almost no way he walks away from the end of this arc alive. Like, I, I, I'm going to call it. Everything's going to happen. And then after everything is done, then he's going to kill himself. After everything <laughs> is said and done. All right, guys, you did it. Now, guess what? Bye. Oh, no, man, I wanted to. In, in true Manito fashion, he's going to be like, oh, man, those guys use the Dragon Balls to become the strongest in the universe. What's that? There's no recharge time on those Dragon Balls. You could use them again pretty much the next day. Well, I feel real bad about these guys becoming the strongest in the universe. Guess I'll kill myself. <laughs> that, yeah. That's how shitty Manito is. Yeah, that's what they, after everything's said and done, don't worry, I'll help. I'll make sure they don't grant a third wish. Uh, um, all right, man. Bardock versus Gas f flashback next month. Yeah. I, I don't know. I hope it's a quick thing, but I imagine they'll take the opportunity to make it an entire chapter. This arc has ground to a slow crawl, man. Like, Ultra Instinct, uh, Ultra Ego Vegeta happened like a full three months ago, and it feels like the last significant thing to happen in this fight outside of Manito showing up and being like, hey, dude, your dad. Hey, dude, your mom. That's pretty much what's happened this month. <laughs> <laughs> I now just want a picture of him. Somebody should just edit the panel. Just your mom, your dad. Hey, dude, your dad. Hey, man, your mom. Hey, sorry, your dad's dead. Sorry, your mom's dead, too. Like, Manito, what are you fucking good for? Absolutely nothing. Say it again. Good God. You have any other predictions for next month? Um, they're going to get the second Dragon Ball next month and make the wish at the end of the chapter. Ooh. I feel like that's best case scenario. I bet you they fucking pat out finding that second Dragon Ball like it's a month after that. Like, that'll be our Christmas wish that the heaters finally found the second Dragon Ball. If they go the whole chapter of Bardock versus um, Gas, it is going to be not next chapter, but if they have more of like say 50-50, they're going to find the second Dragon Ball and be in the act of making the wish or have already made the wish and everybody senses the power. Just, oh shit. The world starts yeah. shaking or something like that. It could be a... I mean, they did a good job uh, this month. As much as I don't like the chapter, I, I did like the fact that... I, uh, I don't know. I liked and disliked the fact that so much of it was flashbacks, but they broke it up into two separate flashbacks and had that little con uh, conjoining piece in between where they're like, oh yeah, Bardock's my dad, huh? Well, I don't know anything about that. I'm a Saiyan from Earth. My grandpa Gohan raised my ass, you know? Like, I like that they had that little thing in between. Uh, the second flashback, I think, was a lot cooler. Yeah. But it's only because I've known about that first flashback now for like seven, eight, ten days. Like, I understand this is how they market the comic, they market the series with spoilers, but like sometimes, dude, like it makes me almost want to avoid spoilers, which doing what I do with a Dragon Ball podcast is virtually fucking impossible. <laughs> God forbid I accidentally open Instagram or Twitter one day not thinking, oh, I'm, I'm logged in as super dope. Oh, shit. Go follow me on Instagram at DB Super Dope, you fucks. That Doke could win. Doke could win podcast, too. I was going to say, dude, talk to me about your show as we wrap this thing up. What are the, what's, what's the pitch to get my super dopers? Because I, I, I fail to come up with a better name for them. What's the pitch to get them to go listen to the Doke on One podcast? They crack my neck really quick. 
uh, let me get my Dragon Ball stretches before I go into this. You got to do like that Goku hamstring stretch and then move it over to the other side. Yep. Yo, my my favorite one is when the kids like drop the weighted wristbands and they're like, and like move their wrist a million times really fast back and forth. That's my favorite Dragon Ball stretch. Yeah, just like that. There we go. Let me loosen up my wrist and my jerk off my dick. Sorry, go ahead. All right. Do you out there like Dragon Ball, Doken Battle? Come over and check out Doken Wen. We discuss aspects of the game, our favorites, dislikes. We're going to be discussing in our upcoming episode in two weeks. We upload every two weeks. We're going to be uploading the end of Doken. Our thoughts on what Doken Battle could end in the next years. If you want to hear us gripe about how units are good or bad, come check out Doken Watch, a spinoff of Doken Wen. If you want to hear us interview people, I've seen a lot of things from Kyle. If you want no, to see, I, I had to think about what you just said. Dokon what? Dokon when? It's all on the same podcast feed, right? Exactly. Go okay. check out Dokon when on the wrong side. Spotify. If you go check out KH to the letters KH Hauser on YouTube, you can also find it there. You want to hear us interview people like we technically did in Kyle and JB in our episode two days ago? Um, it's called Dokon Who. Come check it out. Yeah, if you like Dokon, come check us out. We're a lot of fun. We're stupid. Yeah. So let me point out a reason why you're stupid real quick. You can't be setting up your podcast pitch with Dokon who, what, when, where, and why, bro. You just call it Dokon when. And then when you get to a show notes, you, <laughs> you do a Dokon who and the thing. And you're yeah. like, Dokon who? Kyle and GB from Dragon Ball Super Dope. Dokon what? The end of Dokon. Dokon when? Regular old episode. I made the name in about two minutes. It's the best I got. <laughs> no, dude, it's there, but you're confusing your own branding efforts, baby. You got to oh. be consistent. Dokkan when? Dokkan now. Yeah, yeah just, in the end, it's Dokkan when. These are just offshoots. I call them spinoffs, but Dokkan when is the main primary thing. Because we have like a, because pr- I have a proper spinoff, and I'll tell you what, my friend, it's a fucking pain in the ass. Don't, <laughs> I don't advise you do it. That's why I stopped and asked, because I was like, wait a minute. This kid really got three fucking feeds about Dokkan right now. Oh no! Yeah, I say we do. I tell you, overall wise, we do pretty good. Like we rec- basically, when is where we discuss our opinions. What is we look at the new stuff. Who is where we talk to new people. So the name of your podcast is Dokkan When. Yes. And then your subtitle headings or whatever for your episode. That's what your episode title should be. Dokkan yes. When the subject or Dokkan whatever. Dokkan what the subject. Dokkan who the person. Yeah. And that way you were able to help with your SEO a little bit more with like your search rankings and shit like that. Okay. Hopefully anyway. I don't know. I'm just thinking, I'm spitballing, dude. I think about podcasts way too frequently. I pitched a client the other day. I think I came on a little too strong because I fucking love podcasts so much. But yeah, anyway. we're, about to, we're about to actually celebrate our one year anniversary in less than a month. So we're, get, we're also kind of adapting to all of this fun stuff. Cool, man. Well, I'm sorry. I just shit all over your names and made you think way too much about it. If I made you insecure, I'm sorry. Uh, you're, uh, you came onto my podcast with your own theme music. You already made me feel insecure, my friends. Hold up. I'm it just going to say. Idea. I know. It was my yes. idea. Yeah. Not only was it your idea, but I listened to it last night, right? I'm going to leave an episode description in the show notes or episode link in the show notes. Go check it, it out. It didn't work right. <laughs> the, the noise gate on Discord or whatever picked yes. up that I had background music going. And just stopped it. And I, can, I didn't realize that was how it was going to be. Otherwise, I wouldn't have done it at all. I yeah, do I all can, my shit through Zoom. Like, I use my phone up on my microphone, not super frequently, but enough to know that it typically works. I didn't think Discord's noise cancellation was going to do that. I sound uh, like a fucking asshole. Uh, you guys right. want to hear me sound like an asshole? Links in the show notes. Go listen to it. 
It wasn't my thing. I actually, I, um, I don't know why OBS today. It was OBS that was actually pro- that messed up on that. I heard everything. And OBS didn't pick it up, so I can probably go through and fix it. That was my, my bad. OBS is gonna get beat the fuck up. Yeah, like the entire company. <laughs> One broadcaster studio, I think maybe coming for you. All right, well, that's gonna do it for this episode of Dragon Ball Super Dope. Hayden, I appreciate you checking uh, checking in with me on this manga review. It was a great to get to talk to you. Yeah, it was fun. Thanks for having me. Absolutely, man. Uh, talk with you again soon. Chapter 78, November 20th. going to be just around Thanksgiving time. All right? And you're going to be thanking God that Bardock's giving us gas. And by gas, I mean, like, beating his ass. Now I can't stop rhyming, and my timing is nothing to be fucked with. God damn it, I can't land any planes. I have problems landing on my planes. Just like Toyotaro does with landing a fucking arc, you goddamn hack. I'm glad you make pretty pictures. Learn why fucking characters might think about doing things, and then what those actions might be that make the characters go, huh, instead of just like, oh yeah, my bad. Oh yeah, I just felt like it. You fucking hack. Goodbye.